Hey everybody, welcome to episode 93 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with Jimmy DeResta. Hello everybody, thank you for having me once again. Once again. You know one of my friends calls you Dorista every single time he said your name? That's okay. That's what my, my physics teacher in high school called me Dorista for three years. And I never corrected him. And so I had a whole group full of kids at my technical high school calling me Dorista. Yeah. So that's okay. So everybody Maybe that's him? how you say it. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mention that because I had somebody tweet at me the other day, uh, this guy from Italy, and he says, I wish you would pronounce your surname correctly. <laughs> right. How do you really pronounce it? I don't know. I, I, my my grandpa, who is one hundred percent Italian, says Pachudo. So I don't know. Maybe what it's Pachudo. Yeah. What does he know? Pachudo. Speaking yeah. of David Pachudo, we also have David Pachudo. How the heck are you doing? I mean, Pachudo. Pachudo. Hey. <laughs> Pachudo. What's the matter, you? Huh? <laughs> What's the matter, you? <sighs> well, yeah. I, I so I had lots of mispronunciations of of Claggett. Um, and one of the best ones, I had a like a telemarketer or something call when I was a kid, and I answered the phone, and they were like, "Is Miss Clagette there?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, "Whoa, whoa, fancy! <laughs> we're French, apparently. Neat. <laughs> well, you should just use that from now on. Clagette, Darista, and Pichudo. 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 No, it's it's Pichichichudo. Okay, <laughs> that's the right way to say. I'm Italian. Are we recording? <laughs> I'm half the time. <laughs> Let's start over. I think we did hit record. Yeah, all right. Anyway, what's what's going on? David, what have you been up to? Um, I'm not sure I'm going to have videos for everybody this week. Lots of stuff going on. I'm going to try to do something tomorrow and have it up by Thursday. I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm not going to have a Tuesday video. Today is our anniversary, our two-year anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Happy. And uh, there's lots of other family stuff going on, so it's um, this might be... Might be two weeks in a row that I only put out one video. Maybe no videos, but we'll see. I'm 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 gonna try hard to get a video out for Thursday. Like Jimmy said a couple weeks ago, it's those those panic projects are the ones that come out awesome. So we'll see. Yeah, hmm. I, I'm gonna have a couple panic projects this week. <laughs> That's a good way to call them panic projects. Yeah, but I just had you guys noticed on my Instagram the tin type crew is just here, and it went great. Which really kind of started Thursday, and now today's Monday, so. The last couple of guys just left a couple hours ago, maybe like an hour ago. And it was, uh, I, I can't say it enough. We had such a wonderful time and the guys were all so great and they all got along and everybody was a good student as far as their interest level and their ambition to want to learn how to use wet plate photography is which, which is what we did. And we had some really beautiful artful pictures. Everybody left with about 10 or 12 plates that they themselves took the pictures of. And uh, Seven Amore, the guys who came to teach the class, the guys I met through Skype, no, uh, through Snapchat. I met them in May when I was in, in Colorado. So they invited us up to their studio and they took our pictures on a tintype. And then when we left, Taylor's like, those guys would be awesome to have at the house. So now that, that was in May. And now finally here in October, we were able to do that. And it went great. And we had a wonderful time. So there's going to be lots of video and footage all from this weekend. Of course, my vlog will... will include some images from the weekend but everybody was shooting and taking pictures so I, I hopefully there'll be a couple of good videos from the whole the whole experience so i can't say enough it went off it was a med the very first class at the the duress crafting school and, and it went really well so awesome and the reason we chose that is because we didn't need like a, a full-on workshop i have all these antique props here so everybody was like moving stuff around and like hey do you have a skull i'm like oh yeah the third shelf inside <laughs> Of course skull? I have a skull. What do you? <laughs> oh yeah, you want a dog skull, uh, a big dog, or a little dog skull? Oh, you want a beaver skull? Oh, you want a deer spine? Oh, that's in the basement. So I had all <laughs> kinds of cool stuff that these guys were like shifting around and taking pictures of, and it was really cool. We broke out the coffins now that it's Halloween, so we took a couple of uh, pictures of guys in coffins. <laughs> we got skulls and coffins. Those daristas. It's like he's so nonchalant. <laughs> oh, we broke out the coffins, you know, because we got them around. No big deal. <laughs> And Paul Paul's uh, runs a, a website called Dope Jams and a store called Dope Jams here in the in, in the neighborhood of where where I live, upstate. And Paul came over and we got him in one of the coffins. He's the one. He was gonna just lay in the coffin, and I had the shotgun in my hand. I said, "Let me lay next to you, like I'm a I'm, I'm like a, a government agent that just got the criminal on the wanted list." And I, I kneeled down next to the coffin, and we took it. And Paul really looks dead, stuck a gun in his hand. So yeah, it was dead. it was fun. Yeah, that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we brought him back to life. <laughs> yeah, we replaced him with a different version of himself that looks exactly like him. 
<laughs> no, so it was. I can't say enough. It was just a lot of fun, and everybody. Taylor cooked breakfast, lunch, and dinner each day on the new Aga stove, which oh, worked nice. great. And Willie was Willie was the subject. Willie hung out. We we had fun. So I hope the guys had as much fun as it seemed like they did. So I'm bummed I missed it. Sounds like it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're definitely going to do it again. So now we got to figure out when and and you know try and figure out if there's any mistakes this week and try and rectify them for next time. But it didn't seem like there were much. After watching, like, I mean, obviously your your videos and seeing Upstate, but then watching, like, um, let's see, Laura's and April's and seeing everybody be up at your place, like, having such a blast, I'm like, man, I got to get up there. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we're going we're gonna to have a, we're definitely going to have another weekend with, with you guys and whomever else wants to come. So it's definitely going to happen. It's a matter of time. December awesome. 3rd at Jimmy's. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't we'll show up at Jimmy's. The, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to be in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had, we had nine guys. That includes seven or more of the teachers. And we were kind of like right at capacity. Maybe one or two more would have been. But, you know, until I get my that dream studio that I keep talking about uh, and we worked in the house and then around the yard, that was it was like the right amount of guys. Yeah. So, and we had some neighborhood guys coming and going, like Paul and his wife and some other friends came and went for a couple of pictures here and there. So it really, really was a nice time. So I want to thank everybody for that. So Awesome. Well, for me, I've been playing catch-up this week, honestly. Um, after the hurricane stuff, which thankfully we got back, no damage to the house at all. Um, there's tons of trees down in our neighborhood, like trees that fall across three driveways like that's how big wow. these trees are they covered cool. three driveways and had to be cut up so people could get into their homes and there it's just like every other house has trees down there's a couple of houses in the neighborhood that actually lost one of them is probably going to lose the whole house mm-hmm. um most everybody else it like fell on the corner you know and it messed up the roof and did some damage but not like severe but that was one house that's just like probably trashed Anyway, uh, we are super lucky that we didn't have any damage. I just had to cut some stuff out of the trees in the backyard, but we're good. But the problem with that, and it's such a first world problem to have, is that we didn't have internet all last week until Friday afternoon. And it's funny, like, you think, I still at least think of the internet as like kind of a, it's like a luxury, you know, it's like something that you don't, you can survive without the internet, right? But man, trying to be productive when you work online, <laughs> but you can't get online, yeah. man, it was it was really surprising. Like how many things, you know? Because part of me was like, okay, I can't I can't upload a video, no big deal. But then I'm like, well, in this time, I could um, I could go fix my car because the Land Cruiser's messing up. And I'm like, cool, I can go look that up. Oh, wait a second, I can't look that up. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's okay. I could go fix the dryer. I can't look that up either. Oh, you know, it's just like. One thing after another. Um, but anyway, I, I ended up going to a friend's office and getting the uh, using his internet to get my video uploaded and everything's cool, but it just the entire week got thrown off. Uh, so luckily, I'm ahead on videos. So this week, uh, I guess right before the show goes out, my Batman helmet will be going up, which I'm pretty excited about. Nice. You know, it turned out, it turned out cool. I re- going back to like the hurricane and, and the damage and stuff. I remember like a year ago, I had dropped and busted my phone, and I texted you. I'm like, "Oh man, I, I just busted my phone," and you were like, "Stuff is just stuff." And it was yep. like, I was like, "You know what? He, you're so right. Why am I, I? There's no reason to be bummed out about it. It can I can replace yeah. it." Yeah. You know, it was really funny because like. Um, when we were thinking about when they, they called a mandatory evacuation for everybody to leave Savannah. If I had been single, I would have been like, nah, it's cool. It probably won't be that bad. I'll stay here, you know, protect my stuff. Cause I mean, I knew that there would be like looting in some places and, you know, just like stupid stuff that goes along with evacuations. And so I would have st- stayed here, but then I started, you know, we were thinking about the kids and like, well, what if just by some crazy chance, a tree did fall on the house and it like hurt one of us or something. I'm like, well, there's nothing here is worth even taking that chance. You yeah. Know? And I mean, just like with what you said, it's just this stuff can all be blown away. It can all burn. And if I got my kids and my wife, man, we're good, you know? Yeah. We'll, we'll make it work. So I did take my computers and my camera equipment <laughs> with me, but well, you can drives. Yeah. That yeah. way you can make a living. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, okay, I could I could always go into somebody else's shop, you know, and and make a video if I need to if I'm going to be stuck somewhere for a while. But yep. yeah. So anyway, this week uh, Batman's going up, and also um, I was working on something today that's going to be for a couple of weeks from now. This is not a, I guess it is a plug. It's not a paid plug, <laughs> but I got this tool that people might be interested in. People have been asking me about it, and Jimmy, you have one as well. This Evolution brand saw. And I don't really know a whole lot about the company. They sent me one, and that was it. There was, like, no, you know, I don't have to, like, advertise for them or anything. Anyway, so this thing's been in my shop, and I haven't really used it for much. I've cut some wood with it. It does cut wood really nicely. But anyway, today was the first day that I cut steel with it. And it's like a miter saw. looks like a standard miter saw. But, man, it cut through this, like, eighth-inch thick wall uh, square tubing like nothing. And it's a super clean cut, and... It cuts faster than I expected it to. You know, I was kind of expecting you have to move really slow or something, but I don't know. It was pretty impressive. I've got really good miters for the first time on steel. I spoke to the owner of the company a couple months back, and uh, we haven't hammered out a deal, but we, we were talking about it. But he basically said, you know, he developed this whole thing, this whole concept, uh, the torque, the speed, and all this. That's why it, the Arbor is a different size. You can't just buy these blades and stick them on any saw. Because the RPMs are too fast, and and Matthias talked about about it in one of his videos where he made the his uh, his cute little garden cart. He talked about that uh, making the. Um, he did a hmm. subsequent video where he kind of analyzed the chop saw. So I don't know if you got yeah. the same one that yeah. Matthias had. Is yours black and orange? Yeah, I got the same one as the black and orange one. He has the big one, and uh, yeah, it's a great saw. In the past, I've actually hacked the blade and stuck it on a circular saw and taken slow cuts, not forcible cuts, but slow cuts, hmm. and it's worked. But that's not recommended. <laughs> but, but of course, I can do it because I'm me. <laughs> but the uh, – <laughs> and the way to hack it, by the way, is the blade, the arbor doesn't fit. So the hole in the blade is bigger than the arbor on a circular saw. So what I did is I took a piece of like maybe – 18 gauge wire or 16 gauge wire and I wrapped it around the arbor and then it takes huh. up the exact amount of space that is left over. So I didn't have a washer or anything. So it's just like, I could have machined one, but I just happened to have, I was just kind of doing a MacGyver thing one day in the shop and it worked. <laughs> yeah. Don't, but here's how you do it. So is a blade some sort of multi-purpose wood metal blade? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it'll cut, um, steel, and I mean, it'll cut pretty much anything as far as I know. I haven't seen a list of things that it won't cut. Um, mm -hmm. Mild steel, yep. aluminum, wood. And then like when they sent me the box or sent me the saw, they also sent a box of materials to cut with it, like an example. And there's like a like a six inch I-beam, steel I-beam in the box, like <laughs> a small section of it that you can apparently cut with the saw. Yeah. But anyway, the, the thing is, the blade the blade will wear out though. Just oh, I'm the, sure the blade will wear. Yeah. yeah, and actually, Ryan, the guy in my shop, he just cut a whole bunch of stuff on it, and he says he shot the blade, so he's going to buy a new hmm. one. But it's like a, it's like the one I have anyway is not the most expensive one, but it's like a hundred and eighty dollar saw, which is not, that's not any more expensive than like a, you know, a typical miter saw. I wouldn't think. Anyway, I'm not trying to pitch for them. I just just used this thing like 15 minutes ago and was impressed with it so thought people might be interested you're still pulling out pieces of metal out of your hair when we started recording <laughs> that's right it throws little bits of steel everywhere so <laughs> yeah shavings have little loops that get hooked on everything so it's recommended you wear a face mask yeah for sure cool all right uh enough of that we got questions i asked for questions from twitter you guys want to do that that sounds fun yeah got, let's see what's going got on got a few interesting ones um Ryan Hubbard, Hubbard's Handmade, who I might want to just say here, is super supportive. He's on my Twitch streams. He's always tweeting at me and commenting on videos. Cool dude. Thanks for the support, man. Um, he asks, when your YouTube brand was new, did you pay for advertising, and what's the best way to get videos in front of people? I don't know that I have an answer to the second part of the question, but the first part is, no, I didn't pay for advertising. Have you guys ever done that? I've done it once. There's a trick, uh, and, and it was recent, and there's a trick that you can do when you actually pay for an ad where you can do an A-B test with thumbnails, and it's kind of complicated. Oh, really? And um, and uh, it it didn't... 
I didn't. I didn't get it. it. Didn't I? Didn't get enough data from it to actually understand which thumbnail was working better. And so I paid for one one ad, and it didn't really bring me that much traffic. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as we as we talked about many times before, it's all about like making stuff that people making videos that people want to share. It's about the the long run, doing it constantly for a couple of years. And just making really good videos, right? There's no, there's no make real it, secret. Make it undeniable. That's what Barry Katz says. Make it undeniable. Yeah. If you, if you're undeniable, you will not be denied. And another, another important thing is what I did early on. I was just looking for exposure, and I would send my my video links to whom I still do it. It doesn't always work, and you get ignored. But the more you do it, the the more likely you are to get a to get a replug or, you know, at the guys at, uh, at uh, Gizmodo and Sploid, I send videos to those guys once in a while. And cause I've, I've gotten my best results when a Gizmodo video has been posted mm-hmm. or one of my videos has been posted on yeah. Gizmodo and, uh, boing, boing, you never know. Those guys are all very open-minded guys. there. go in boing, boing and look at any one of the, the authors and just their emails are all right there available. Just send them a link. Say, Hey, I'm looking for some exposure if you like this. And then you never know. They'll might repost it. Even on Core 77, too. Hmm. Bob has done some really awesome collaborations that really speed up your growth, too. Yeah, I th- that's a good way to get uh, exposed to an, an entire group of people that you may otherwise never be in front of. You know, like um, the stuff I've done with Rob Scallon made him a shovel guitar. And there's a lot of common viewers there, that people that like both what he do and what he does and what I do. Um, but a lot of times neither one of them would ever have a reason to find the other creator. You know, like the guitar people aren't looking for how to make shovel guitars. They just like to see him play cause he's amazing. And so, yeah, that one has been really good. I've always been of the mindset that you should collaborate or the most successful collaborations are with people who are in a different genre because that's where mm-hmm. you get the, the most amount of like intersection between audiences. You know, if you're, we're doing a collaboration with another maker, there's a really good chance that a lot of those people are already watching both of you. And that, there's nothing wrong with that, but you're not going to see a big boost from that, I would expect. You know? I just, this week, I was in uh, this old Tony. I mentioned him a couple weeks ago. I was introduced to him through my buddy Kevin Lazat, and I immediately fell in love with his videos. He's got a great sense of humor, and he's an excellent, top-notch professional machinist. But he presents the information in a way that doesn't make you feel dumb and doesn't make you feel like you need to be you know, a doctorate in machining to understand, which a lot of these guys do. Uh, anyway, I he saw that I, I promoted him and, and he happened to be a fan of mine, which I didn't know. And so he put up a video yesterday where he kind of pokes fun at me in, in a loving way. So I'm in his video and it'll be interesting to see. I said, hey, I, I'm not extremely loved in the machinist world. So wait for some salty comments to appear. He goes, I don't care what they think of you. I love you. So that was very nice of him. So thank you, Tony. But anyway, so he put me up. So that was, uh, you know, we just, you start, you, you just start helping each other out. And it's, it's, and it's great. Yeah. It's just a great community that we, you know, we're all willing to help each other out. Yeah. I know like the Facebook group that a lot of people are a part of, we, we mentioned this on occasion. It's called the I Like to Make Stuff Facebook group. It's not mine, but it's on Facebook. So, and it's a closed group, but if you want to be in a part of it, um, just, asked to be in a part of it. It's an amazing group of people who are super supportive. But what I see happening there a lot, and that's just the one community that I have you know, experience with, people will just go there and say, hey, I have like 480 something subscribers. Can you help me get to 500? Or whatever the number is, you know. Oh and, yeah, and everyone jumps yeah, right and in. Yeah, and it's just like this flood of comments going, oh, got one more, got one more. And it's, you know, people are just trying to help each other, you know, kind of the rising tide lifts all boats kind of things. Just everybody's trying to help everybody else go up. And that's, it's really cool. Yeah. So I think if you can get yourself plugged into a community like that, um, of people who are doing something like you, who, you know, they see like, well, if I support this person, they're going to support me when I need it. And, um, you know, so that's a good way for everybody to kind of get exposure. So mm-hmm. I also, I love it when people tweet me their stuff, like photos or videos. That's always cool. I, the watching every single video that gets tweeted at me is sometimes a little difficult. But when like when somebody tweets me a photo, especially of something that I've designed, I'm always I'm, I'm I try to share as much as I can and you know get the word out that way. So I love it when people tweet at me with their work. Yeah, can it, mm, this is unrelated. Well, it's kind of related. 
in my head. It's okay. Are we done with that question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Moving on. So I, mm, trying to figure out how to say this tactfully. Uh, I got, I got tweeted this week by someone who, uh, thought I was, they said they were scared of me. And I think at one point, um, they emailed me a question. I responded very quickly and, uh, rub them the wrong way or something. <clears throat> and I, I can't, you know, be responsible for how people feel all the time. I try to be kind when I speak to people and stuff, but I want to throw this out there because I think people might not understand <laughs> how much interaction we get. And this is not trying to be like, Hey, we're so popular, but like we get interaction from every side. At least I do. And I think you guys do too. I think anybody mm-hmm. who is a creator who puts himself out there on a bunch of different social networks has people respond to them and ask questions on all of those social networks. And it's something that you have to manage. And so for me, um, like with email, I get stuff from my website, contact email, and I will batch that. So I'll wait like once a week, I'll sit down in front of the TV and I'll go through the emails and I'll just try to respond to as many as I can to get through them. Cause I want to give a thoughtful response to everybody. I don't want to ignore the emails, but sometimes that means that like not every response is going to be, Hey buddy, Let's be best friends. You know, it's like I'm trying to do my best to get to everybody. I just want to point that out because I think some people may may mistake. Um, Can I ask you, like, w- typically I'll tell you what I do, and maybe this is what you did that got somebody upset. If somebody asks me a question, I just immediately go right for the answer. Someone says, hey, dude, love your videos, great stuff. I really appreciate what you do. In this one video, use this glue. And I go, oh, that's this glue. Don't ever use Gorilla Glue. Awesome, dude. Thanks for the support. Send. So I give the information straight away and, and, and I thank them. And, you know, obviously if there's anything personal in there that I could reply to as well. Um, but what, what was it about this particular person that got, got them upset? Um, I don't know. And that's not really important. I mean, it's not, no. you know, it's, okay. it's nothing. No coddling? No coddling? Well, I mean, it was no like, cuddling. it was like, no cuddling. Let's not cuddle on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I think it was it was like, hey, can you give me more information about this project that you did on your website? And I'm like, my response is, well, everything that I have to give is there. I'm sorry, I can't like re-explain these things, you know, in a different way because there's just no more information, right? Um, and I can see why that could be like that could seem curt to somebody, and that's not the point. I'm not complaining about like somebody get their healing feelings hurt. I just think it may not be obvious from the outside that. Um, Yeah, that we have a lot to do and that we have a lot of people trying to get in touch with us. And I do my best to try to respond to as many people as I can. Um, But that means that I can't always have like giant conversations with people. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there because if one of us responds in a very short way, don't take it as a personal thing. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, this is it's kind of connected. Somebody wrote us one time, all three of us, and said that they were at a Maker Faire somewhere. I don't want to say where. And they met somebody from YouTube that they had had a lot of respect for. And the person was kind of mean to him in person, like short and just didn't really want to talk and stuff. And it hurt this person's feelings. Um, and the person that wrote us was saying, you know, be, be careful of like how you deal with people because we respect you guys and we want, you know, we have a certain ideal of you. And, um, so I think that, I think it's important for us to, to be, uh, respectful when we meet people. But mm-hmm. I think also people kind of like not people not realizing how many interactions we have to have. I think they also don't realize that a lot of people who create videos on YouTube spend most of their life alone. Like <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I spend the majority of my week by myself. And so yeah. when I can, when I, I mean, I, I do all right with crowds, but I know a lot of people, you know, they, they work by themselves because they like to be by themselves and like being in a crowd of people, who want to talk to you and want to be around you can be overwhelming for some people. So you're like an unsocialized monster, like the, like the monster from Frankenstein. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it's just, it made me think of that. Um, you know, so we all have expectations of other people of what we think they're going to be like and what, you know, what they owe us or what they, whatever. There's a, there's a hugely famous YouTuber and I, I've emailed him a few times and he never answers back. And I'm always like, well, he's just busy. Yeah, <laughs> he's just busy, you know. So I gotta try and keep him on the good side of uh, 
my thoughts. Yeah. Like, he's just busy. I mean, it, it's easy for anybody <laughs> to, like, look at somebody they don't know from the outside, mm-hmm. from what's presented on YouTube or in whatever capacity, and think, like, oh, I, I know this guy, right? I know what he's like because I see him on YouTube every day or every week or whatever. Right. Um, and that's just not true. <laughs> like, <laughs> we see, all of us, see a presented version of whoever we're looking at. I mean, it's the same as, like, watching TV. Like, you don't know what George Clooney's mm-hmm. like. You know what Danny Oceans is like, right? In the movie, you know yeah. what his characters are like. But like, we don't know these people, um, and so it's it's just easy all of us to make assumptions about like what we think people owe us or how they should react to us or whatever. Anyway, I'm gonna. I'm giving this YouTuber one more chance. If he doesn't email me, I'm gonna go knock on his door. So. <laughs> you hear I have a that? Good guess on who Jimmy's talking about? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm only kidding. So that the reason I brought that up because it kind of detail uh, dovetailed, detailed, dovetailed into what you said, David. But it also into another question from Jason Brown that I think is interesting. How do you guys feel about your responsibility to your viewers? Is the obligation to provide content greater than doing your own thing? Hmm. I could I could talk to that because I just kind of made a little change, and I know you guys both have done the same thing earlier than me. But I made the change of doing my vlogs once a week and. I've turned my vlogs like quickly have turned into like a platform for me to present other makers and other maker experiences as opposed to me kind of just talking about personal stuff. Because personal stuff I have, I don't really have much to offer. It's kind of boring. So, um, I, my life as it pertains to the maker world, I don't think is boring. So at first I had a lot of people being like, Oh, is that it? You're never going to make fast non-talking videos again like i mean I had people really ask me that i'm like of course not like i just said this is going to be in addition to so a lot of people got their feathers ruffled my my subscription uh growth has like dropped by almost half my view count keeps going the same so my views are growing or the same but my subscription count has like literally dropped in half uh on a daily basis but i think that's going to come back you know that's something i just got to deal with um it hurts a little bit to know, like, because you measure, we all measure our our subscription count as, like, you know, uh, affirmation. Like, okay, everybody's with me. They still want to keep joining my party. And when it dropped, as soon as I did the vlogs, I kind of got a little bit like, you know what? I got to keep forging. I can't stop immediately and respond to this. I have to keep doing what my vision was. And and it the first couple of, you know, people like, oh, don't do this. this is going to be a waste of time. I'm, again, all of the overwhelming support is, like, 90% to that 10%. And that 10% is what gets you stuck emotionally in the mud. So I had to keep just fudging forward saying so many people thought this would be a good idea. And now I don't get any negative comments because people are like, I really like this. I like what you're doing. It's awesome. I mean, I just spent the, obviously the weekend with the seven or eight guys that have been watching the vlog. So I got some really good insight as to what they think. And it's all positive and some constructive criticism. And uh, so I'm happy I made that change. And it's just, you know, I think... As long as I'm providing content that is based on the world of making stuff and enlightening and educating people in the world of making stuff, that's my focus. So I feel if I do that, you know, if I start talking about the presidential stuff, I there I feel like I'm kind of faltering as far as my responsibility to my audience. I want to stay on course, talk about making and making and showing and enlightening. And So every time I say this, Bob challenges me to think about the overall bigger picture, but I really feel like I have to take care of myself first. And if I am making videos that make me happy, that I have fun doing, um, it, it turned actually, they turn out to be good videos that other people can enjoy and get something out of. So I make videos for me first and then they, and in turn, if, if it comes out good, people are going to like it. Now, sometimes the content of those videos is somewhat determined by what I think my audience is going to like. And boy, I am terrible at guessing which videos are going to be a hit <laughs> and which are not. Aren't we all? I don't know. It's, I, I wish I could figure it out, but, um, I don't know. What, Bob, what do you have to say? The, Oh wait, I just want yeah. to say one thing. I'm sorry to cut you off, but this weekend there was more than a few of the guys hanging around here said, we're just having fun, and they're recording you. <laughs> I love that. We're just, I'm just having fun. So you were here in spirit by saying, we're just having fun. That's I just awesome. want to have fun. We're just going to have some fun. So people are watching. 
And responding. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm having a good time making the videos, that's going to show in the video, and I'm going to get the audience that I want. I'm going to get the audience that also wants to have fun, right? Yeah. It kind of became it, it kind of became a little bit of a running joke every time something got screwed up. We're like, hey, we're just having fun. We're just having fun. <laughs> Hello, what are you doing? Instead, we're just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> it kept us from getting discouraged about like a bad exposure or a drippy plate or whatever. Can, yeah. can I? Uh, it was fun. Can I? Uh, can I say something real quick? Please. I I do not want to be the next getter done i don't want to be that guy i don't want it just happens i just say something and then i stick with it and then it becomes a thing well i got I, so we we were joking about you saying i'm just having fun or we're having fun i got with the uh just found in the streets of new york all seven guys are, like touching stuff going, is this from the streets of new york is this from the streets of new york? <laughs> that's awesome did anybody make a compilation video of you saying that yet no. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be so. awesome. I'd love to see that. <laughs> and they say, well, one of the guys asked me, they're like, did you, is that something you thought when you, I go, no, I, I didn't even realize it when I edited myself saying it 500 times. <laughs> I didn't even realize. It's just, that's where I got it. I just kept answering the question. That's where I was from. Mm. So. Well, so, so like uh, a couple things I was, um, Jimmy, what you were talking about, I think <clears throat> about the adding the vlogs and people reacting to it. I think generally people are bad with change. You know, anytime something changes that they don't have a choice in, their reaction is like, oh, no, it's different. That means it's not going to be as good. That's just the initial gut reaction. But I think, yeah. um, and and we're all going to run into that every time we add something new or take something away. You know, I mean, David, you took away your, your weekly show. You got a reaction to that. But now you don't still get that reaction probably. I mean, you've set the new normal. And I think, like, yeah. we just have to deal with that transition time of, you know, like your so your subscription count or growth, Jimmy will probably that's probably unrelated. I would expect, but it'll probably continue because everybody who's going to come to see your channel now is going to see oh he does projects and vlogs, whereas the people that had before yeah. were like oh he does projects and now he's adding vlogs. You know no, what I, mean? I what I think honestly maybe you can give me some insight. I think my subscription count might have stayed the same, but I think what's happening is people are peeling away. So I think I've lost viewers. So that's why my subscription counts. So I think people are like, oh, he's doing vlogs. I'm out of hmm. here. You know, I'm like, he's not listening to my my opinion of no change. So I'm taking away my yeah. subscription. So I think I forgot to mention that, but that that's what I think is happening. I mean, I, I haven't gone and really done the analyzing, but which I can. There are sites you can go and see how many people have left. But I, I can, honestly, that would be too painful for me to look at. <laughs> so I haven't looked. <laughs> but you know, so if you're getting say a thousand subscribers a day and you know, and now all of a sudden some change has caused several hundred or tens of tens of people to peel away. You know, your, your overall count's going to go lower, but it's not going to disappear. Yeah. But I, I mean, just like what David was saying, I think that, you know, the people that fall away are the people who maybe aren't your core audience anyway. Um, the people mm -hmm. who are going to stick with you and at least give what you're a new thing, a, a new thing that you're doing a chance. Those are the people who you actually want around you. Those are the people that you want sticking around for the long term, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Some of the comments have been wonderful. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I read my comments. Sometimes they make me cry. So I'm just such a sap. I'm sending you guys a little screenshot here, but there is, um, in one of my videos at the end of the videos, I said, Hey, I'm not going to make tutorial videos any anymore. I'm going to make videos of just me building stuff. And maybe they're not step by step, but we're just going to have fun. I think it was the, we're just having fun video. And me saying I'm not going to make tutorial videos anymore, I got a negative 100 subscribers that day. Like, huh. like I, I, I'm sending you a <laughs> screenshot of my grab. I got a below zero subscriber count that day. Huh. So you got it. Um, oh. People do actually react to to what you say, but who you know. We get to see, you started this vlog, so we get to see that side of you. We get to see the personality. We get to see who Jimmy is, and we get to see the interesting things that you're surrounded by in your city. And if people don't want to be a part of that, they're absolutely missing out. And it's, it's just part of your overall, your brand, for lack of a better word right wow. now. But For me, like as far as back to the original question, obligation, what was it? Responsibility to our viewers, the obligation to provide content versus doing your own thing. I mean... I think so, David. You, you you were talking about like that. I challenge you on that. I challenge the mentality. I think, but but I think or like hmm, I don't know how to say that. 
But I think the execution of it is the same, right? You have a goal, whatever that goal is, if that's your happiness, if that's teaching a certain type of thing, or if it's inspiring or whatever the, the goal is. Um, I think the question is maybe like, is your responsibility to make people happy or to chase your goal? And mm. that, that can be you, you know, what you said uh, at the same time, I think. And I look at it as that way is like my, um, the way, hmm. I, I kind of agree with you. I'm having trouble thinking through this. <laughs> I agree with you in that if I'm going to do projects that I like, they will be better projects, which will make them more interesting for people to watch, right? I want people to eventually walk away with some inspiration and some desire to go make some stuff on their own. So if you take that all in reverse, that means I have to do projects that I like, which is basically mm-hmm. what you were saying. You want to be happy, right? So it's uh, they're not really that different. Um, but I think, you know, uh, chasing your goal versus just chasing what you think the the audience wants, those are very different things. Because if you're like, well, let's see, what's popular right now? Um, Pokemon? I can make a wooden Pokemon? Not that there's anything wrong with that if somebody's done that. But like, if you're not interested in Pokemon and you're just doing that because you know it's like a hot topic, that's probably not going to work long term for you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, and, and I've done that. I mean, I've been in those positions where I'm like, oh, well, this this is probably something people care about, make a video. And then I'm like, Ugh, I don't like that video. <laughs> um, so I'm trying my best to balance my content between things I need, which are like the AC fence that I did last week. Not terribly interesting, not difficult, but man, my backyard looks nicer, you know, um, versus this week I'm doing a Batman helmet. Nobody needs that, but it's freaking <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, and so I'm just trying to find a balance between all those things that like I need and I want to try and I'm learning a new skill and just hoping that it it the outcome of it is something that people will enjoy. But I'm not trying to do things that people will enjoy for the sake of their enjoyment. Um, you know, everybody's got their own goal and stuff, but that's mine. Did we beat that one to death? Yeah, you did bring something. This goes back to the first question is... Uh, another way of actually getting in front of more eyeballs is doing something that's trending. So mm-hmm. you can look at Google Trends and see what's what's trending right now. and But picking those things out that you will actually enjoy. Yeah. And that, yeah. And so that's, it's another way to grow your YouTube channel is check out uh, Google Trends and, and see, what's, see what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a place where those things intersect. Like Star Wars. There's a new Star Wars coming, movie coming out in December. You think I'm going to be doing a Star Wars project in December? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I love Star Wars, and there's a movie coming out, and that's just like it makes sense. Why why do it in November if I could do it in December? You know what I mean? Yep. So. Did you guys see me playing with the flashlight from, from Star Trek? <laughs> from Star Trek, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, we were playing with it. <laughs> Jeff had it. One of the guys, and we were playing with it, and they were all laughing at what you might say if you saw me on Instagram with it. So. We ended up making it the uh, the flashlight from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. That was. The I, I saw the tag, and somebody commented. <laughs> somebody was asking, "Oh, what was that recently?" Somebody asked me to play like a new trailer for you on the podcast and have you like react to it or something. I don't remember. Jimmy <laughs> reacts. Yeah, it's still a thing. <laughs> oh, well, the Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, it was a new the new Star I mean, Trek. Star Wars. With Star Wars. Darth Star Trek <laughs> guy. The- yeah. Um, Darth Invader? Let's see. All right, what else we have? Darth Space Invader? <laughs> um, those were the good... Oh, oh, this is a good one. Okay, this is from Ashley. Hey, Ashley. She's also an awesome supporter. Um, if you guys only had 30 minutes to complete a project, what would you make and what's the process? You probably need another Ooh. parameter, like... Am I going to die at the end? <laughs> well, I meant like a material... Like, if I had thirty minutes, well, what is the goal? Like, so if they at the end of thirty minutes, there's like a giant steel weight fall on my head. <laughs> so I'd be making something to keep that weight oh, from falling on my that's head. That's interesting. Or is it like you know, like you're hanging from a burning rope, and you got to do something to get off the burning rope within thirty minutes? Okay, how's it, here we go. Or, How about this? You are yeah. Well, you get a giant bucket of cash. You're on a back porch. The house is about to fall on okay. you. You can't get off okay. the porch until you make a thing. Or make a thing to get off the porch. You have a, right. pi- a pile of wood, and that's it. What do you make? I make a sled to get off the porch. 
<laughs> I make I make that go kart I've always wanted yeah. to make. <laughs> I make a survival tool, you know, a ladder. Or oh yeah, that's true. Whatever it may be, you know, or or I just I throw everything in my midst onto the ground and then I jump on it to break my fall. <laughs> this is an interesting time for this question because I'm supposed to make a video tomorrow for Thursday. And I don't have anything lined up yet, and so I'm like going through my my list of projects. Like what can be done? What can be designed? filmed and edited in one day and so uh, this is this has got me thinking i have a bunch of not a bunch but i have a handful of ideas of signed videos but i i gotta come up with a way to make them so they're not so jimmy deresta making a signed video right what if it was a deresta inspired sign video then it could be like his on purpose i like that yeah, yeah. oh i like that Make a make a sentence of like a troll comment or something. <laughs> Just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Uh, one one of the videos that I came up with while you guys were hanging out, I'm gonna. I'm, I thought about this, but now I'm kind of solidified on the subject. I'm gonna hand carve a, a printing plate, and that's something that I could do in 30 minutes. I know hmm. that. I mean, that's going to be a quick, easy one to hand carve a printing plate. But what it says is going to be sort of pertaining to this weekend because. Two, two of the guys, three of the guys here have the I make license plate. Colorado, Florida, and Michigan. And me was New York. So four of the five, I'm holding one of my pinkies out of the window. So four of the five guys. What's left of your pinky? I mean, four, <laughs> four, four of the 50 states. I'm, I'm, Jimmy think. holds up his hand and he's like four and a half because he has no <laughs> pinky. <laughs> four, four of the 50 states were here at the house this weekend of the I make club. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so. I know you guys aren't in the club. I'm sorry. I bring it up. <laughs> I just don't want to spend the money. I don't know. Uh, 30 minutes. I'm not sure. Not sure what I would do in 30 minutes. Yeah, like I said, you need some. You need some parameters. Yeah. You need to be working against like a hot plate or something. Yeah. Yeah. In 30 minutes, you put your hand on the hot plate. What happens between now and then? You make a glove that keep your hand from burning on the hot. You plate. Make a trivet. <laughs> make a trivet. A a trivet. It's like a. To hold the hot plate while they no, put your hand. To put on? in between your hand and the hot plate. <laughs> that's a good I'm putting oh. that on my list because my grandpa makes them and he has his own little design I should make my grandpa's little little trivet hmm. is it okay if I go through like my list of future projects here yes. and just like what could be like a one day thing that'd be awesome um, I, I have a I want to make a special Amazon box opener so like a utility knife that's made just for Amazon boxes I don't know what that means yet but that's something I have written down um, coffee pour over would be a really quick I think 30 yeah. minute project especially if you like if you did a found glass uh oh, thing yeah. i don't know if you yeah. have anything on hand that could work for that like to make that part really unique and then the wooden part mm-hmm. could be relatively simple and quick yeah another i have i want to do another little drink holder for the armrest that's a bean bag on the bottom and that, that could be cool and uh, i'm just going through here i'm not going to name everything because some of these are our number one hit videos that i don't want to announce yet uh, you know would be cool pizza cutter. Ooh. that I want to see? If I had your dog, if I had a little long dog, yes. I'd make a doghouse in the shape of a big U so he can go in one end and go around the U and come out oh, the other side. Man. <laughs> That's so awesome. Make that now. That's- <laughs> so he could like lay down in the bottom of the U and then when he feels like getting up, he just goes out the outdoor. <laughs> oh, here, here's a fun project. I haven't been able to find <laughs> the right thing for this project yet. And this is, I'm getting off track. I'm sorry. But I have, I, I have written down convert an eight track case to a cassette case which is like a totally ridiculous project right because nobody uses cassettes anymore but i want to find an eight track case change the inside so it holds cassettes Hmm. 30 minute project yeah and then and then you take a vhs cassette and make it hold an eight track in the the inside of it see you just (laughs) like a whole series of them and you could put like a a mini disc inside one of them And something I was discussing with my wife yesterday is I want to make, like I've seen it in a hotel before, the perfect pancake maker. So it has a couple, um, of, it has a heat element on two sides and a roller, like you, you squirt the pancake batter on it and it rolls through the thing and then plops a pancake out on the other side onto your plate. Wait, so the roller, the rollers are heated? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't quite figured this out. This might be a good collab project for somebody that knows a little bit more about the stuff than me. And Kelly's like, I don't know if you're going to get the, the top half to heat properly. So you might have to have it flip mid 
um, mid cooking hmm. and then coming out、uh, on the front side. So if anybody has ideas for a cool, perfect pancake maker, and then it would have a little knob that would control the speed of the rollers. So the faster it goes through, the less it cooks, or the slower, the more it cooks. If you watch Wallace and Gromit, I'm sure you'd be able to <laughs> steal one of his ideas. <laughs> you can shoot、I、out、like、of your、stealing. bed, and <laughs> yeah, you fall out of your bed for gravity. You fall right into your socks, and then as you're falling past, you like snap the pan that breaks an egg. <laughs> and just do that. Cut a hole in your floor and fall out of your bed. Everything happens. Do it. That's yeah, it. Done. I don't know. I think there's some good ideas in there. You get you get several options that you could do in a day. Yeah. Cool. Well,、um, I'd never thought of anything in the 30 minute. I guess a trivet. That was my <laughs> that was my answer, right? <laughs>、um, well, do you guys have anything else?、Uh, there's there's not、uh-huh. really any other questions.、Uh, there's a few. Uh, that I don't think we have any good answers for. I guess there's one. This from Nathan. How do you blend work life and family life? I think we've kind of talked about this before. Or how? No, we've talked about balancing, blending them. I guess is a different thing. You guys have、hmm. any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I was lucky enough today. Today was kind of the day for us to get back to normal in the house, whatever that means. But a couple of the guys were still hanging around, and Taylor had to finish working on some chairs, so she's welding some chairs and. And the guys were just hanging around watching a weld, and she was like, kind of teaching them how to weld a little bit and showing them some stuff that they, you know, that they don't do on a daily basis. So I was happy that I was able to let Taylor weld while I cleaned the workshop, and these guys were kind of occupied watching. So that was a little bit of work and family life hmm. blended, hmm. because I'm fortunate enough that Taylor likes to weld and make stuff. So it's a little bit easier for me in the way that we work in the shop together and that we do stuff together in that regard. So. Kelly, I'm trying to get her. Trying to get her to do YouTube. I keep pushing her, but、mm. I don't know. She'll do one of these days. She'll get into it. Well, Kelly and I were sketching out、uh, verbally ideas for a collab where I make a basket bottom and she makes the top, and we're actually going to film that in the next couple weeks. So、Terrific. I think that's blending family and, and work life together. And so I, we finally、Absolutely. get to have Kelly on camera making something. Yeah, she's been on camera, not making things, but she's been on camera a few times before. That's cool.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> well, we've never figured out really how to blend family and work、um, too much. I mean, the kids have been in some of the videos here and there, but like as far as making things with the kids or with my wife, she also really enjoys doing stuff in the shop, but hasn't gotten to. And basically, our kids are so young that, and and there are so many of them. That we can't really very easily just be like, "Hey, you guys stay in the house and don't kill each other. We're going to go work on something in the shop." You know, like they still need supervision、uh, to a degree, and so we haven't figured out how to. You, how to you could leave them alone and just put a security camera on and make it part of the video. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, true that's true. In a room full of tools. Oh yeah, that's that's great idea. <laughs> But we have talked about、There's、a reason why Jimmy's not a dad. <laughs> We have talked about like using,、uh, not using, having the kids a- as a part of a build. So like, you know, asking them if they want to build something, and then、uh, like going, taking one of them in the shop at a time and building it. One of the hard things about that is that、um, generally my work day is while they're at school during the school year, and when they get home and I finish my work day, I don't want to continue like, hey, you guys come help me work. It's like. Okay, now I need to be off work and I need to go be a dad and、um, you know actually have family time and so that's kind of a hard thing for like I haven't figured out how to do that yet.、Um, you know what? You could. I'm just. This is just popping into my mind. A way to make videos with your children is, but you don't get snow. Never mind. I was going to say make a snow fort with the kids、oh, or、yeah. take a trip to a place where there's snow and make you know if you're in Kentucky and there's snow.、Yeah. Make a snow fort with the kids. It'd be great because you know kids have such a great imagination when you let them go crazy with something like that, where it's like spontaneous. It's not going to last forever. Or sandcastle or cardboard box. You know, have them. Let's build a fort. You 3D print some connections. Or、hmm. something. Well, I have an idea. Have you ever seen、um, the artist? And you'll see it on、uh, like websites like Colossal. Like a guy will take his childhood drawings and make them into like 3D, like. 
you know, 30 years later and it looked like it's, it's crazy. What if you said you, you give your kids access to the recycling bin and tape and they make something? What if you took that thing that they made and made it into the Bob versions, whether it's 3D or wood or whatever? And hmm. So you have, you know, have the, the kid version and then the Bob version. That's a cool idea. Yeah. And that reminds me of today, this weekend, uh, you guys know Sean Maker on the Move. He knows the guy that does Axe Cop. And the first couple episodes, and I know of Axe Cop because I know, I know Nick's involved with it, but the first couple of stories of Axe Cop was written by his younger brother. He, whatever his brother wrote, he just took that and uh-huh, made that's that cool, story. Huh? And so it's like completely crazy, you know, whatever <laughs> that child's imagination was. Yeah. It's just incorporated right into the story, not even altered. So that's that's basically what you're talking about, which is, is a great way to approach a child's yeah. mind and take it to another level. Huh. That's cool. I'll, I'll have to give that some thought. My... All my kids are interesting and creative in different ways, and they all have very different personalities. Um, Hawk, who I've talked about before, is the one who makes the most things. You know, like he's the one who will disappear, and then we, he comes back with all the recycling taped together. And he's like, oh, look, I made a whatever. It's some crazy thing. Um, he also draws really interesting stuff. And I haven't publicized this yet, but you guys might get a kick out of it. Um, so I have an Instagram account for Hawk that he doesn't know about. Uh-huh. And so every time he draws one of these awesome robots, I take a picture of it. And they are just so cool. Uh-huh. And if you like, you know, crazy kid drawings, it's Hawks Robots on Instagram. Um, Dad of the Year Award. <laughs> the other kids That's have so them cool. too. The other kids, actually, all of my kids have Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts where I kind of record stuff that they've drawn or said over the years that they don't know about. Most people don't know about them. But <laughs> it's, mostly it's for me to... Um, Oh wow! What is that? <laughs> is this is this your son from the recycling no. bin? This is a guy named. His, he's a New York artist. His name is Gene Pool, and he walks around the city. I haven't seen him Gene in years, Poole. but he walks around the city in a can suit, completely. Uh, it's like a a full on coverall suit covered with cans, and he rides a unicycle. And you can hear him from blocks away crunching and making sounds. Those cans are all hooked on like a fishing hook, hooked into a suit. Wow. Crazy, and he also has a, a suit with, with grass growing on it, so you'll find that as well. Cool. His name is not Gene Pool. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> is it? I don't know. It can be right. Could be Gene Pool. Oh no, it's, it's probably a made-up name. That's his like artsy <laughs> name. That's his uh, you know his, his his entertainer's name. Cool. Um, that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Unless you guys got something else. I like I like his uh, his suit his can suit it's pretty cool. We should probably post a photo of that in the show notes so people can see what oh, we're talking sure. about. Yeah. Oh, here and here he is in his cork suit, a suit that's made out of cork. He makes suits out of all kinds of funny things. And that goes back to what I always say: <laughs> make something out of a lot of one thing, and you'll become internet famous. Oh, yeah. There you go. Hmm. But I really love the idea of the can suit. It makes so much noise. Everyone's like so irritated. <laughs> but it, no, but like the guys that know him are like, oh, here comes that guy again with the can suit. But the people that are seeing it for the first time, they get, he gets a million pictures. Cool. Well, uh, let's wrap it up. What have you guys been watching? So I have, I'm going to find it here and cut this part out. All right. This is a this we've I think we've talked about Raw Raw Craft with Anthony Bourdain before, but there's this new episode with this guitar maker, and it is just it's a really inspiring video to watch. It's the best Raw Craft episode yet. It's just you look at it and you're like, oh, that's just such beautiful work. All done. She does all. She makes these guitars and looks like an apartment. It's mostly hand tools hmm. and a bandsaw. It's really, really good stuff. Well, uh, I've been watching a lot of NYC CNC because I might be getting my hands on a Tormac 440. So I've been soaking up these digital CNC videos to learn and get myself familiar with them. But he's a great teacher. I didn't really watch him as much as I have in the last few nights. Um, so he's he's great, and he and he keeps it fun and exciting to watch. So check out. New York City CNC, NYC CNC. He no longer lives in New York. I think he lives now near you, David. He's in Ohio. Oh. But 
Check them out. What's up, buddy? What's up, neighbor? Can I? I want to throw in a bonus. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm ding, sorry, ding, yeah, ding. but I want to throw in a bonus. And I know Jimmy has listened to this episode too, but it's the Barry Katz interview with Kevin Hart. And oh good. my goodness, like Kevin Hart, yeah. the comedian, like crazy hardworking, doing everything for all the right reasons, trying to support others. Uh, this this episode of Barry Katz, what's it called? Industry standard. That's right. It's it's insanely inspiring. It's so good. I mean, one of the quotes in there is Kevin is like, "We're all given the same twenty four hours in the day. It's what you do with it makes you who you are." And it's just such a good, inspiring. I was ready to go conquer the world after listening to it. Hmm. Yeah, I love Kevin Hart. He's I've heard him in a few interviews, and I mean, not only is he just an amazing comedian, but his point of view on life and his out to, you know his outlook on the, on his community his comedic entertainment community and and also he's done some amazingly original business deals that have basically inspired the next generation of comedians mm. so take a look closer at him yeah i'm not really i mean i know who kevin hart is but i've never i don't guess i've ever really heard any of his comedy or anything you know he's just like a popular figure that i've heard of i guess i don't really know any, enough about him um for me you guys know John Peters, right? Mm-hmm. John Peters, art mm-hmm. and home. Um, John is a really nice guy. I know him through comments, but he's got a, a great YouTube channel where he makes all sorts of artistic stuff, furniture, whatever, lots of different things. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, he put out a, a video for a really simple crosscut sled. And I have a crosscut sled, but this one, the one he was making is really big. And so I was curious, like if there was anything different about it and I watched it and it's a basic sled, but it was such a simple, well done video. And people ask me constantly like, Hey, you should make a crosscut sled video. And you know, I don't really have any reason to do that. So if you're looking for a crosscut sled for your table saw, which you should have, go watch John's video. Cause it's just good and straightforward and you know. And he's got a bunch of other cool stuff too. So, oh yeah, Check out. Uh, hey man, he puts out like two videos every week, and he's doing phenomenal stuff. Because it's like an interesting combination of like really nice furniture, some utility type shop stuff, art and painting. Art. He's yeah. made skateboards before. It's you know, it's a really interesting combination. So, yeah. Um, let's see. The last thing we got to talk about is Boston. Before we do that, I want to thank everybody who supports us on Patreon, especially Make, Build, Modify, Luis Gonzalez and Dan Krupnik. You guys are our top supporters. Mm -hmm. We are grateful for them and everybody else. Uh, The Patreon support is helping us pay for Boston, so it means a lot. Thank you. Um, Speaking of Boston... We don't. Where are we beaten? We don't have any new information to give you. Oh, this is tougher than we thought. Yes. It, Could you at least tell everybody that we we that we hope to add more? I, I'm not soon? sure. Yes, I, yeah. I We're okay. So here's the deal. Here's everything we know. Okay. We have a hundred tickets <laughs> sold or given away. You know, out hundred tickets spoken for. Um, the hope is that we can add at least another hundred, and the place that we had originally like signed off on only held 80 so we like ran out of that quickly we've been trying to get another space which is um would be really really awesome but there's like some corporate stuff involved which might make it difficult so now we are reaching out to other places um and looking at some different options just trying to find something that's big enough that has parking that has you know a stage or has chairs or there's just like a bunch of stuff to it that we didn't really know that we had to look for so we are working on it i understand that everybody wants to get you know, plane tickets and hotels and all that stuff. And we promise we will get you information as soon as we can. We're just trying to get it nailed down because I don't want to have to change it. Right. I'd hate to be like, it's going to be at the waffle house and then I'll, they can't hold 200 people. So then we're going to have to move it to McDonald's. I'd hate to you know, do that to everybody. And also hate to have if it. If anything, we'll just have waffles. it. in. The, yeah. We'll just have it in the Walmart parking lot. If we have to, <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> yes, it will happen. We're just trying to find a cool space. Bring your jacket. So. Bring your jacket. Yeah. Bring, your next, bring an extra jacket just in case. <laughs> and, and, you know, like I said, the, the hope is that we can open it up to at least a hundred more people. Um, cause I'd, I'd love to if make not it more. We're working on things. It's yeah. It's, and don't wait for the show for this show to hear about it. 
as soon as we get any information, we will tweet about it. We will put it on Facebook, all that stuff. So, you know, don't wait every week for this. Keep an eye on those things. Yeah. Um, and if you're in the area of Boston and you know of like a legit place that we might be able to have access to that can hold at least 200 people, let us know. Um, anything smaller than that, you know, it doesn't really probably help. But if you have a place like that you think might work, let us know. It'd be cool. Cool. You guys got anything else? That's it. That's good. Thank you. I'm glad the the week went good. And so the guys that are listening, I I thank you all again. It was a wonderful time. Don. Thank you. That's it for this week. And we'll talk to you next week. 